Hey there, Internet. My name is Jack Packard. No, your puns got to me. <laughs> hey there, Internet. My name is Jack Packard. And when push comes to shove, I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. Here for The Escapist. My name is Nick Langer, the editor-in-chief of The Escapist. This week on The Escapist Show, first we're going to be talking about slaying monsters, then Nick will talk about slaying noobs. Then over in the topics, it's all about the big controversy that's happening right now in games, uh, namely Activision Blizzard. What we as people in the media can do about it, what you as consumers can do about it, what we should what we want to happen versus what happens is often very different things, but let's just talk about what we can do uh, on our end. Boom. It's going to be weird. It's going to be, uh, you know, fine. Hello and welcome. This is The Escapist Show. So I'll go first because uh, uh, I, I got a nice short one, which is uh, here's something you should know about me, Nick. Okay. I, 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 I like being active. I like doing active things. I enjoy exercising. I enjoy, uh, you know, walking around. Uh, but quite paradoxically, I don't like getting up. I don't like leaving my chair and I don't like leaving my house. <laughs> I have a problem. Uh, yeah, a problem. that's a little bit of a problem. Yes. <laughs> walking from your bedroom to your office doesn't count. That does not count. I don't, I don't like getting up. I don't like leaving the couch or my chair when I don't have to, but I do in general enjoy exercising. So um, there are certain things that I like to use as motivators. Uh, there's a slew of podcasts that I only listen to while exercising. I don't allow myself to listen to those podcasts unless I am either exercising or like doing work around the house. Mm -hmm. um, uh, for a while, I was a big Pokemon goer I really enjoyed you know walking around my neighborhood catching Pokemon ended up not liking the uh, the late game loop but that's a whole different conversation and recently the Witcher has put out their own Pokemon oh, no. go like I was thinking I was trying to think of what game you were playing and I didn't think it was gonna be the ARG mobile game but here we are but here we are well hey this is the game that I I really want I it's a game that I very much wanted to enjoy as I'm a big fan of the Witcher as I'm a big right. fan of hunting monsters and so it's Witcher the Witcher monster slayer okay. uh, which is a Pokemon go like game but set in the Witcher universe where you play as a Witcher and instead of catching Pokemon there's monsters all around and you fight them who ha ha and uh, most notably, uh, the thing that they added that makes it very different from Pokemon Go is quests. Okay. You can, you know, in your while you're walking around, there's a little person on there. You click on them. There's a little dialogue. They say, "Hey, I need help with this." And then uh, you actually have to like walk to a spot on your map and take care of that, and then walk to spot B, and it helps you walk around. And I was very much looking forward to playing this, and I gave it like four solid days of like my walk time uh, playing it. Uh, and I have to report that it's very bad and I don't like it. <laughs> what do you, is there, is there anything like I haven't really kept up on it, but like, what do you, you quest and then what do you do? Swipe the screen to fight a monster or what? Pretty much. So like, you know, in okay. Pokemon go, you, you flick the ball to catch the Pokemon, right? 
Here, a monster shows up, like as you're walking around, oh, it's a monster, you can click on the monster to fight it, and then you can either use light attacks or strong attacks uh, or block. And you have to, you know, some monsters are weak against light attacks, some monsters are weak against strong attacks. And then, uh, you know, when they telegraph that they're going to fight, you hit the block button so you take less damage. Uh, and if you win, you get an assortment of monster parts that you can use to brew potions or upgrades for your swords, make oils, that sort of thing. And then the quests are just, you know, story quests that, again, mostly involve you hunting monsters. There's some light puzzles in there as they, well. Why don't they, like, use Gwent and, like, you find random cards around the world and then you use those cards to fight the monsters? Because they didn't. I don't know. <laughs> that, I came up with that in five seconds. That seems like an easy win. Well, and I, to really, that's the, that's the issue with the game, is whenever yeah. you fight a monster, you do have to stop walking. Like, with Pokemon, you can just flick a ball while you continue walking. Here, yeah. you actually have to stop and, like, pay attention to your phone and swipe and swipe and, like, oh, they're attacking, block. Uh, and that really kind of ruins a walk because you have to stop. Hmm. Very similarly with the questing system, I might want to just walk around the block, but... Uh, oh, this quest says I need to go this way. Okay, I'll go a little bit out of my path. But then the next part of the quest is like, go back to where I was. And so now I just look like a crazy person yeah, walking right. back and forth in front of my neighbor's <laughs> house looking at my phone. With, with your phone out and like holding it up, taking pictures. And then, and then, you know, like there's dialogue. So you have to like stop and like read the dialogue. And then you walk two blocks that way and stop and read the dialogue. And then you walk back there. Just uh, put a barcode on the back of your head. And people think you're a hitman. <laughs> <laughs> right um is this so, the right yeah. address do i kill you here <laughs> so yeah like basically that's it it's it it slows down your walk the fighting isn't engaging it just takes up time uh there are some neat elements like i i in general i like the idea like you fight the monsters and you get all the monster parts and you craft stuff uh yeah. to better your weapons very witchery i like that um, but it is, of course, an augmented reality mobile game, which means that there are in-app purchases. And so, like, if you want better gear, better weapons, better outfits, you are paying a ton of in-app money. I, I want to say, like, I didn't even get to a tenth of some of those prices in four days worth of playing. Oof. Yes. Incredibly expensive stuff. And so, like, the game's not really fun to play. And all of the cool stuff to buy is far too expensive. Yeah, so they're just they're just uh, pulling money from you. I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised. It's a mobile game like that. Yeah, but I was hoping exactly for something. For. <laughs> I, I was hoping for something a little bit more gamey because you know, like obviously not fully developed by Sid the Project, but I I was hoping for a little bit something because I'm a fan of the Witcher series. I, I I want an excuse to like go outside and go for a walk because it's hard to motivate myself sometimes. And so like <laughs> keeping the weight off isn't good enough. Well <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel it's, that. Yeah. When it's on. like ninety degrees out, you're not getting me outside. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like I will happily be a big fat guy if I don't have to leave the house. Uh, yeah. But that being said, I, uh, when I'm out and walking and afterwards, I do enjoy it. I like how I feel when, when I do get my exercises in. So having a little excuse to go for a walk is nice. And so far, all of the mobile games that try to motivate you to get out there and move haven't been motivation enough for me, haven't been fun enough to motivate me. 
So. I can think of I can think of like three different like the Gwent. I like the Gwent idea for that. I can think mm-hmm. of like one where you have to walk around and you find new songs to play a beat to while you're walking. Mm-hmm. I should be. I, I I need to talk to Yahtzee. We can we can design something. <laughs> Make a mobile game. Make an escapist mobile game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Escape from social media. Go outside. Ooh, Turn off I your like phone. <laughs> I like it. It only works in airplane mode. Uh, great so that's what i played last week nick what did you play last week so i got invited well first of all i don't know if the channel knows this but i kind of like halo a little bit just just a little bit i've heard that about you uh can't see those books behind me anymore uh all right so i got invited to the halo uh infinite multiplayer tech test preview which is basically not an alpha, it's not a beta, it's literally a tech test uh, to stress their servers, test gameplay systems and everything. Right. Uh, but it did give you your first hands-on time with the game, which uh, after last year's delay was sorely needed to see how it's coming along. And mm-hmm. I have to say, like, I am very excited about where the direction of Halo is going with this game. Uh, so we've talked about Halo before, and like, you know, there's the classic Halos, like Halo 1 through Reach, and, and then... Uh, 343 Halo, which is four and five, and I've I've made it pretty clear in the past. I didn't really care for the multiplayer in either of those games, even though mm-hmm. like they both play fine and everything. Just wasn't didn't really feel like classic Halo. Sure, uh, and that's what I and most Halo fans want. Not you know Halo Call of Duty. Uh, so Halo Infinite actually takes like what really worked well in three, like the slower paced arcade gameplay. And marries it with like five's movement system, but gets rid of all the jetpack and all this extra bullshit that they need to be there. So it's like just just modern enough to retain that that series identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, going into the the tech preview, like I was concerned because like three four three really hasn't proved themselves to me yet. Uh, but so far, yeah, I had a really good time in the tech preview. Like you played for the first three days was bots, and then finally on the last night, uh, you got to play against real people for a little bit. And uh, it's 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 shaping up really nicely. Like I think, as far as I can tell, like most of the game was done last year, and thankfully, like over the last year, they've just had time to polish it up, you know, and uh, work on those visuals a bit, which we which we called out last time we talked about Halo Infinite, you know, a year ago. Uh, but everything everything feels good. Like the gameplay feels great. The, the uh, no bugs that I really noticed in the tech preview already, and it's uh, it's just classic Halo. It's a good time. Uh, the uh, the big the big thing surrounding Halo Infinite though is like the and I'm sure you saw it too like just the amount of positive PR about the game on social media like everybody was talking about it that was playing it and having a good time uh, which which that series sorely, sorely needed mm-hmm. after four and five so we'll have to see how the campaign shapes up you know that's that's uh, three four three's kind of weak point and but you know the the foundation is there it feels like and so hopefully they can. Hopefully they can bring it home and, and really nail it in. You have so much to say about Halo. <laughs> uh, I heard they've added some Fruit Ninja into it, so that's nice. Oh, Jesus, that tweet that got ang- people angry. Oh, my God. They look, they look fine. Like I'm, I'm glad that you can shoot pineapples. I think that's great. <laughs> people, people like freaked out over it. A stupid tweet that <laughs> shouldn't have bothered anybody. 
He's literally comparing the 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 shooting of fruit between Call of Duty and Halo, and people oh, flipped that the what fuck it was out. Doing? Yeah, that's all it did, and people flipped the fuck out oh, over it. Oh, I and you know what? Because I don't know Halo, I thought it was comparing old Halo to new Halo. No, it's just yeah, it was just comparing like the the minor details. So what was the which one was the nice fruit explosion? Was that was that Modern Halo? Warfare? Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who so cares? Like, yeah. Who cares, it's, guys? Yeah, it's. Uh, the first the tweet pointed it out but like of course you know those things don't go crazy until other people freak out over it and so the guy was pretty much getting bullied for making a stupid comparison but (laughs) right no and like to me that's like an obvious like joke comparison where it's like oh zero out of ten the fruit doesn't explode like i wanted to like that's a that's a funny that's funny guys come on settle let's all all settle down any anytime somebody does something like that on twitter it, it just it goes somebody gets mad about it and it goes haywire from there but it like to let you know where my level of like halo knowledge is i thought they were comparing like oh this is how you shot fruit originally in halo and this is what you can do in halo now <laughs> yeah. and i was like oh that seems silly to upgrade fruit shooting mechanic like physics but oh fine yeah. fine for them you that was my level of of knowledge on the discourse <laughs> yeah well you don't have time to sit there and shoot fruit when you gotta shoot other spartans so exactly so it's stupid <laughs> yeah but yeah great 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 well let's move on to the topics <laughs> saving you hundreds on sound effect budget you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome all right so nick activision blizzard as it turns out the people who run that company are a bunch of douchebags. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> uh, and used to run the company. Well, <laughs> the, the, yeah. uh, apparently, supposedly, you know, uh, scheduled, whatever, whatever. Uh, so, but who? How do? How do you even? How do you even? Well, I could probably, of, I could probably run people through what happened. Quick. If you could. <laughs> yep, I can do that. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, uh, a big report came out from the DFEH, I think. So let me make sure on that. Uh, well, basically, big big uh, lawsuit came out from California's department of uh, DFEH or whatever it's called towards uh, Activision Blizzards for workers' rights protections. And okay. essentially... They have been investigating the company for multiple years now over a bunch of sexual allegations and harassment claims and everything. This is the really too long didn't read. Please go read the whole report because I'm not going to read you a whole legal document. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that report came out by... uh, And so that report came out and then things kind of spiraled from there. So uh, Activision kind of responded and didn't really respond. And they didn't really respond. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. They didn't really respond to it. They basically said like these are fabrications and lies, and and also like this isn't the company culture today, as if that matters, uh, because these things never got justice. Mm -hmm. And so uh, obviously the employees and social media did not like that. And then a second statement came out from Franz Townsend, which if you don't know who she is, she basically worked for the the Bush administration uh, and is now the CCO the chief corrections or I mean a uh, chief compliance officer of uh, Activision. Mm. And so th- this statement came out from her and was basically downplaying everything. Right. And uh, <laughs> another thing that employees didn't take well. So that led to a walkout 
uh, and now it's led to almost like a minor unionization effort by the studios. Uh, and then uh, the latest thing that happened was today uh, was that they found their fall guy was uh, uh, J. Allen Brack was let go. Well, he left, but no, really means he was he's let go. Stepping down. Yeah, he's ste- well. He's yeah, he's stepping down for to pursue new opportunities, which right. in corporate speak means he was fired and he's made the scapegoat. Uh, and this all this all came about because of the uh, the Cosby suite photo that came out Kotaku reported on that and mm-hmm. there's still people in that photo that work at Activision Blizzard and so now the latest thing that happened is uh, all the Activision studios together have released a statement to Activision basically saying like hey you haven't uh, heard our demands yet you haven't made any changes and here we are today uh, so when all this went down you know there was a lot of like talk in the media space of like what what should we do right uh, some sites decided to withhold coverage uh, mm-hmm. of any Activision Blizzard products for the escapists. Like we are not traditional games media anymore. We still cover a bit of news, but we're not really out there doing investigative journalism. We're more commentary critique, right. all that kind of stuff. But me personally, like I made the call to stop covering Activision Blizzard products for the time being, because mm-hmm. as somebody that has built my entire career around documentaries that humanize developers, the statement that Townsend put out was so dehumanizing that I'm like, I don't even feel comfortable covering their games if that supports that person being in that job right now. Right. Uh, and and the team agreed on that. And so that's why we are not covering Activision Blizzard products. And I know people are going to bring up the Ubisoft comparison here. Uh, the main reason like we haven't done that for Ubisoft is because when the allegations came out from Ubisoft, they didn't immediately go for a union busting firm or anything like that. They took them seriously, fired some people. It's not a perfect solution yet because they did just move people around and there's already reports with all the Activision stuff coming out that like Ubisoft has sidelined some of that stuff. So like we're still thinking there, like how do we want to cover this stuff going forward? Like mm-hmm. there's a preview event coming up. I'm not going to do it because I don't, I just don't need to. We don't need to do it. Um, and so it's not, it's not like a one size fits all solution. Like, you know, every every major company is going to have this kind of stuff. And yeah. I think the main difference here is like Activision literally went out of their way to gaslight their own employees and tried to relegate all this bullshit to the past as if it didn't matter. Now when right. those same people are still working at the company and the people that were affected, See, including that, the women that committed suicide have not received justice. See, and, and like, that's the important part where they're like, Oh, that's all in the past. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Like, but all those people, like, or most of those people still work there. And so it's like, no, or at other studios how, now, like that's people, not how apologies work. Right. Yeah. If you look at like the, the Cosby suite studio, like those people are all still in the industry besides the, the one guy that really got fired mm-hmm. uh, last year. So, I mean, it's not like they went anywhere and there's this, this whole thing is really comes down to like, companies need to hold people accountable for when these things happen and moving them around doesn't do that. Uh, right. know, this, this lawsuit adds another element to this where like they're, and I'm not a legal expert, so don't take it from me, but uh, you know, the, the lawsuit's going to bring up a lot of more stuff to light when that goes to court and it's going to court because Activision's challenging it. Uh, so at this point, like, you know, I think the the main question, the, the main thing that like people are wondering what to do, I think at least that I've seen is like, what do we do? Right. Right. Uh, and people keep coming to me like we 
it kind of annoyed me a little bit. Like we we stopped, we were holding coverage of Activision. Then I had people coming to me like Ubisoft. What about EA? It's like, well, it doesn't really. It's a gesture on, or gesture on our part Just to not. Yeah, it's a it's a gesture on our part not to cover Activision Blizzard products right now because that's personal to me on the work that I do on the documentaries, right? But mm-hmm. that. Activision doesn't give a fuck if we don't cover their stuff. They never will. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I mean, all we and we don't even cover this stuff that often, anyways. Besides, right. like a snarky zero punctuation review of Call of Duty every year, right? So, right, uh, our not covering of Activision Blizzard isn't going to hurt their sales at all. Yep. Right. Uh, the the thing that gamers are doing are either boycotting the products or or just logging in and doing protesting that way to raise awareness for other people, but. You know, the developers on the other hand are like, don't boycott our games. That doesn't serve it. If if we want you to boycott our games, we'll let you know to do that. Um, and and like that's where I I understand that the, the developers are saying don't boycott our games. Yeah. But they sh- we should. That's that's my personal take. Is we yeah. absolutely should be boy like if you want real change, the more people boycotting, not paying monthly subscriptions, not buying in the first place, that's all corporations care about. Yep. Yeah, corporations are always be to the money first. Right. Uh, and so and like I understand that like there there are hundreds, there are thousands of game developers working there that have nothing to do with what's happening on the higher ups. And yes, they will get caught in the crossfire of of a boycott, but it is so entirely necessary to take that away from them. Even in as small a part as like like I said, us not covering Activision Blizzard, that's that's not going to do anything to their bottom line. But if more people actively boycott, talk about it, every time a new game announcement comes up, bringing up the fact that they haven't done anything to address these issues, then maybe something will get through. That's all I can say. And I, I don't understand why developers would say that. because Well, it's because they want to keep their job. Yeah, I mean, they don't, I mean, yeah, everybody stops buying their games and, you know, the corporations are just going to say, well, you guys aren't doing your jobs, we'll find somebody to do it. But but that's the thing, like, I think eventually something like that's going to have to happen for corporations to wake up and realize it, right? Because you get get rid of all the talent working on your Diablo or Call of Duty, (laughs) well, the next Call of Duty that comes out is not going to get the 90s Medics critic scores. It's the people that make it what it is, so... Exactly, uh, and so, like, they... We have, and, and, you know, like we, hopefully they can get together and unionize and speak as one big talent voice and say, we demand change from within. And until then, we can only do what we do as consumers, which is vote with your wallet, vote with your wallet. Don't support those who you don't wish to support. Yeah. The the only, so we, we talked about it before the recording too, is like the only thing i see to that too though is like I, I i can guarantee you like i mean call of duty warzone has 100 million players yeah i bet you not even one percent of those people know about anything that's going on there don't get on social media have no idea and so like to me like a boycott of their games is never going to it's not like a feasible for something like call of duty let's say though it's not a feasible thing to accomplish uh what right. could be feasible is like you know like people 
spreading the message in the games about what's going on there. But even that, like nobody wants to listen to that. They're playing their games. Like it's just, right. I think there's realistic expectations to what people can actually do. And so in my mind, when this stuff happens, a lot of it's like, okay, well I can do my part and not cover call of duty because I don't feel comfortable doing that right now mm-hmm. or war Warcraft or, or whatever it is from Activision. Right. Like I, the, like I said, the statement from Townsend solidified that for me that I was like, until she's gone, there's probably I'm not covering their stuff because like she is actively hostile towards their own employees mm-hmm. as the chief compliance officer who they're supposed to go to for these things to be taken care of and fixed. And and then she goes on Twitter and literally retweets an article calling out whistleblowers. <laughs> like how and then and also blocking people that work for her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. including including media members but you can block media whatever but you block your own employees like okay uh so yeah i mean it, i think you know i try i, I the term i heard recently is like drive-by activism and i think it's a good term is like mm-hmm. where you can speak up on something but if you don't do anything about it are you really doing anything right Right. Well, so like so, people, people that will drop in the comments or whatever, but say, "What about EA or Ubisoft or whatever?" And it's like, "Well, what are you doing?" Right? Like, you're coming to tell me not to do something, but right? <laughs> are you? I, and it, and it is tough because it is it is you know the we're fighting a mountain, right? Yeah. Like we're 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 a man fighting a mountain here, and uh, you know from from our standpoint. I, I would love it if every time, you know, they wanted uh, a press release release for the new Call of Duty. When the new Call of Duty game comes out, the articles that we write should be new Call of Duty is released and Activision Blizzard still hasn't fixed their human resources problem. And, right. and so, like, you know, like that's what we can do on our end is keep bringing this up. And hopefully if enough news organizations keep bringing it up they will see the pr problem they have and try to fix it i don't think that will be the case i can see most larger news sites still wanting access to all of the neat things that they enjoy playing and so i don't think it'll happen all we can do is make a web show and talk about it on the internet right yeah well i mean that's like i think when a lot of these things happen it kind of got away from my point when i was trying to bring it up is like these changes really do have to happen within the studio. Like we can, we're such a drop in the water to putting that pressure on Activision. You know, like Mm -hmm. once people start walking out, then, you know, they're going to start taking note uh, or, or yeah, you know, courts get involved and everything like that. But uh, I think, I think, some people that gets away from some people like it's kind of funny like <laughs> the guy that called me a chode earlier this year right <laughs> somebody sent me one of his tweets and he was like man like people people need to really learn to not to you know make themselves a center of attention on these things and it's like <laughs> like that's why we're just not covering activision blizzard right and then i'm I'm sharing updates to the story and that's it yeah i'm not I, I don't need I to put my the... yeah i don't need to put my two cents in everything i'm not involved in it yeah. I think that's that's the right call is like instead of covering their games, we should be covering this story. And once they actually make some changes that we feel are acceptable, then we can continue. It's not, it's not even what we feel is acceptable. It's what their employees feel are acceptable. Once I start sure. seeing from Blizzard employees that, hey, there's changes that have happened here. Things are are being worked on we're, right. we're making progress with the executive team all right fine you know we can well, uh, we can stop blacklisting that coverage but i i say we because every every 
site has their own set of yeah, right. standards and principles, you know. Right. Yeah. So it's um the the collective we, Nick. Yeah. Instead uh, of feeling ennui. <laughs> which we're all doing right now. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh well what I posted this morning on Twitter, like I, I put my two cents because they you know, let go of Alan Brack. Uh I don't think anything changes at Activision until they get rid of Townsend. Like you can't have a chief compliance officer that's uh, involved in this stuff like that. Like you know, who's actively hostile towards your employees. So like, right. I think it start. I think it starts there. Like I know people want uh, Bobby Pockets to face accountability because he's the head of all that stuff, and I, I think he will. But I think, I think what people are missing with like the the Brack f- firing, whatever you want to call it, is you know, since Activision is a public company, like you can't just rock the boat with investors like yeah like in a perfect world you know the investors be like pull out until you fix this right that's mm-hmm. not going to happen you know it's not going to happen uh and so pulling out town or uh, pulling out brack they put in mike yabara and jen o'neill in replace of brack mm-hmm. and so the way i see this going is all right they've cleared out the leadership part of the leadership that was involved in this stuff like he's literally in the cosby uh, sweet photo. No, he's not. Sorry. Uh, they 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 swapped out the leadership that this stuff was happening under. Right. He was the president of the studio. Now they have Yabara and O'Neill in there. So the next thing that happens is like, all right. So we have a stable foundation to clean house because we already have leadership in charge to make sure the studio doesn't just implode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would be more than shocked within the next two weeks, probably. To see any anybody in that Cosby suite photo still at the studio because I bet you nobody there feels comfortable working with those guys knowing they were involved in that now. It's just and, and even those even those guys them, guys themselves knowing that they're outed for that are not going to feel comfortable working there anymore. I think you're giving you're giving creeps far too much credit. You're what giving you creeps in, no they they don't care they they felt comfortable enough to be in that photo and have that yeah but now it, I know but now it's out there so now they. They don't, they don't have a leg like, to stand on to stay there anymore. Oh, they the, don't. The leadership, care. the leadership cares. That's what oh, I'm saying. They don't. <laughs> they the peop, the people they just put in in charge of the studio, replacing Brack, are not going to let those guys stay there. They can't. <laughs> this story never goes away unless those guys are out because they were involved in that. Mike Mike Yabara and Jen O'Neill have good reputations around them. I know. You're, I think you're uh-huh. looping them in with the rest of Activision. They were I, outsiders that came in to work I, there. I I. I am a firm believer in I will believe it when I see it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> like, speculating. I, 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 But I don't see a way forward without those those people being removed from the studio. It just, just doesn't even make sense. And Townsend, too. We, we have a management change. Everyone keep your head down for two weeks, and the news cycle will move on. That's the, what their game plan is right now. I guarantee that's, it. Well, that's, yeah, well, sure. That's Activision's game plan, but it's not going to work when this – all the Activision studios are trying to pretty much unionize at this point. Yeah. So it's either, it's either you let those people go mm-hmm. or, and you get rid of Townsend and you give into those people's demands or the unionization picks up and you don't, you know, Activision doesn't want that to happen. Yeah. Right. So where do you, where do you draw the line? Plus yeah. you have Diablo two remaster releasing in September. Mm-hmm. And then you have probably the call of duty reveal and, release yep, in november got, unless it's delayed so shiny new toys for everyone yep. to get distracted with that's exactly well, that's, their plan when we yep. so we're recording this right now on the third when yep. we get together on the 17th to record again i guarantee you nothing will have changed 
two that's two weeks time nothing will have changed I, I i they've already that's like the activision uh employees have already released two letters they mm-hmm. because they released their first letter kotick addressed that letter and then nothing really changed and now they're addressing it again and now they're organizing even more uh so oh I, i'm not ho- i'm like i'm hoping it changes oh yeah no i'm change, i'm just but, i'm i'm but i understand I've, having seen this works. stuff before yeah well i understand how corporate works too i've but when you have i mean they have a shareholders meeting today which is going to spell some things out mm-hmm. uh that happens in like an hour uh and then the next thing that happens like you know first of all kotick is going to get a bunch of questions on that call about what he's doing so that's going to mm-hmm. illuminate some things today uh and then as far as like you know like i said diablo and call of duty coming up yeah they they want they want all this done and over with before those games come out and are announced because they want the news cycle to shift to that so we'll see we'll see how that plays out what what uh, they who who is the person that stepped down brack what was his name rack brack he was he was the president of blizzard so yep and and that's and that's what they're going to say they're going to say we've done it uh, we've we've removed oh, and, uh, Brack yeah. and and that's it. Our right. job's done. And in two weeks' time, the the difference the difference here is that like Ubisoft's employees didn't really organize and unionize in in that that way to keep at Ubisoft. Like after that stuff happened with Ubisoft, I haven't really seen a whole lot. Like even the press really didn't do a great job of following up on it and saying mm-hmm. like, hey. This guy was outed as an abuser. He's still at your studio. What are you doing about it? They, nobody's followed up. They keep posting on Twitter about it, right? But it's not like anybody's... I haven't seen any reports yet. Maybe somebody's working on it. Fine. The thing with Activision is like, yes, they are... <laughs> they have collectively organized as a group of studios to d- demand that change already through two letters, which is farther than Ubisoft ever went with it, as far sure. as I know. Sure. Uh, so I... I just don't see. I don't see a way forward for Activision coming out of this without doing some sort of real change in there, because I don't think their employees are going to accept it. The industry is just tired of it, of these things happening. So we'll see. I think. But I think that's I think why I remember when I had hope too. <laughs> it's it's not hope. It's it's more like the things that came out about Activision. Like you can't the whole Cosby suite report from Kotaku if you haven't read that like it illuminates so much that there's no hiding from it <laughs> there's no hiding from it for those people right. that were outed as this stuff so I don't know yeah it's well, it's, it's it's corporate so I know imagine, I know everything can be swept under but I I suppose like what you're imagining here is how someone would react if they had um like a conscious um, or if they had like morals and standards, like that's what well, you're reacting here. Not really. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think Kotick's going anywhere. Like I don't. I don't think the CEO is going to be held accountable for any of this stuff. He's going to get a couple slaps on the wrist and another 150 million dollar bonus check. Right. You know. Right. I don't. But if they can fix the the studio culture and like Townsend, Townsend, I think. I mean, they pretty much made her into a scapegoat themselves with the letter she put out. And I don't think there's just there's no way forward for Activision employees to be comfortable working there until she's gone, and they're not going to let that go. I don't think they're going to let that go as as employees. Just having followed the Twitter conversations, well, I know you're not I, on on that, but like their employees. I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. I that's what because that's what I want to happen. Yeah. Um. But you know, people choose security 
over uh, over the moral rightness quite often. And yeah. and a lot of people are more concerned with keeping their job over losing the dangerous people they work with. Yeah, I no, I'm aware of all that. I uh, I just as far as this goes, this this feels much more organized than any of the other previous ones that we've yeah. seen. Right? It, like the allegations come out, somebody's fired, and then it's forgotten about by the press, the gamers, everybody. Two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah this I think this one's just different because there's so much like tangible evidence to show that these things happen that there's not much questioning that these things happen it's questioning what's going to change at this point so sure sure <laughs> You, you cannot have you cannot have well I mean there is with the Cosby no, oh, report no, no, no again but again it's it's adorable that you think that matters <laughs> I it, it's gonna when it goes to the court. It's, I I hope you're right. I really do. And yeah. I, like I said, I want you. To I don't. Be right. I don't. I don't think it's productive to just hope for things not to change. I mean, not sorry. I don't think it's productive to just call out people for hoping that things are gonna change. I think like that's it's the same thing as just being posting on Twitter your hot take and then forgetting about the next day if you're just. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so I don't I don't know like if calling out my my hope for things to change is the right thing. I'm looking more more at like here's the everything that's come out about it. Like oh right for a right. company for a company like they've had sponsors pull out mm-hmm. their their engagement on their games has significantly dropped, which is part of the reason probably why Brack is out according to Just Cord and Windows Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there's bigger things at play here this time. I would, I would like that to be true. Well, I mean, I'm saying it is like these things are happening. <laughs> the, oh, these things are happening. Whether or not that convinces the people in charge to make tangible change, or well, it doesn't, convinces... it doesn't matter if the people in charge want to make change. It's their shareholders that are going to demand it. Code mm. it. I mean, yeah. Well, I I think what what what, and and I don't I like I don't want to, I don't want to like have myself be like i'm i'm being so witty by being so negative i i think you are drawing a very logical conclusion here uh Mm -hmm. you know all of this stuff is happening that logically should lead to this uh but we live in a world with very little logic and so yeah i mean i'm i'm aware of all that but i you know you know when you have the like, I, like I'm gonna keep going back to like the difference between Ubisoft and this is like mm-hmm. there is a concentrated effort of Activision employees demanding this change and are not letting it go. Uh, and when you have the studio heads also in support of that, I think that makes a huge difference too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, not not nearly as much information came out of Ubisoft as we had of like Activision with this stuff. So I think I think there's just a lot more for people to look at and see look how bad this was. I mean, the one thing that really went viral with Activision, uh, Chris Brad of People Make Games shared a video from a, a panel in like 2010 where a woman got up and was like, you know, can we have characters that don't look like Victoria, came out of Victoria's Secret magazine? Mm-hmm. And the whole panel of dudes up at the front, which were heads of the studio at the time, and just Brack just left when he was part of that. Uh, we're just ridiculing her in front of everybody. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and so I think, yeah, you see all that combined with everything else, the Cosby suite, like you have a, I think you have a much larger 
you know base to go off of to demand these changes at this point so and that, that's not that's not hope or anything it's just i'm that's what i'm seeing i think there's more more momentum there for these things to, to take hold than we've had anywhere else at any of these other studios we're talking in circles a lot oh we are and so because gonna... you, you think i'm too hopeful and i'm no, not <laughs> well it's not like, a, like I can I, said, I can I, totally see it going either way. Like, I, do I really right. think do I really think the entire executive team is going to get outed? Pfft, no, fuck no. But yeah. if the studios are in a better position after this than they were and have more uh, protections nice. and everything, then you, then that you have your nice. win, right? That's all you need. It's a starting point. Nice. It's it a starting have, point. It's not going to change overnight. Nobody, I, and if anybody yeah. expects that, then you need to, yeah, you need to get your shit checked because that's not right. going to happen. It's corporate right. America. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, um, I. Uh, you know, these last, uh, these last, uh, five years have been, have been, these last five years have taught us a lot about people's willingness to not care about things. So it's like, yeah, well, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to see the positive end game of this, even though we have a mountain of evidence, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I, I would, I would like all that to be true. And I, I do hope that all uh, all employees of of these different development teams of Activision Blizzard do get together and force change from within. That's what I want to happen. It, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that whole the whole the whole thing is a powder keg waiting for you know. The, I think I think Activision Blizzard was that powder keg to like finally really push change. Uh, mm. Like I said, I, I I'm more in tune with these conversations on Twitter than you are, probably by a long shot, and following along with oh, like what sure. Blizzard employees are saying, and so mm-hmm. that's that's where I'm coming from with it, and that's why I think it's such a it's such a big difference between Ubisoft. But yeah, I mean, if you want to play the cynical side of it, sure, uh, corporate America, you have to literally pull every single tooth out of their body. Things could change, yep. including the teeth that aren't even there yet. <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> Uh, so I, if they, I, I wish them the best. Yep. But you know, the whole conversation is like, what, what can we do? Well, you can talk about it. You that's can, all we, you can not play their games. Can do is keep bringing it up and not promoting their games until we feel like there's been substantial change. And I think that's our best call. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back in two weeks and see if anything's happened, but, <laughs> yep. I'll, but I'll tell you what I think, Nick, I'm so glad your mic doesn't pick that up for me. <laughs> I can imagine it's not there. All right. Well, that was it. Nick has a tendency to bring out cynical Jack, so I need to go <laughs> play some happy games or something, uh, eat some chocolate to feel better now. Thanks, everyone, for watching and or listening to this. Once again, I've been Jack Packard, uh, semi-professional video game enjoyer here for The Escapist. I'm Nick Lendra, the editor-in-chief of The Escapist. Thank <laughs> you.